Hi friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. I know God has a word for you today. As you listen, let God speak to you. He loves you and he has a great plan for your life. Now join us live for our service. The guy, have a guy, he says to Ration, maybe you've come to your royal position for such a time as this. I need you to go tell the king, don't kill the Jews. Now, the, the, in a natural sense, that'd be easy for each of us to say, yeah, go in there and tell them. But the penalty for stepping in to see the king without appointment is death. You just can't walk in and see the king. I, a few months ago, my wife was in uh, downtown Rome just walking around, and she had another young lady with her, and and they didn't know at the time the, the entrance to where the president works was open. So my wife with this young lady just walks in. They were kind of doing an open house that anybody could just walk in to where the president's office was. So my wife didn't even know it was the president's office. So here's Miss Jennifer just walking up the steps and walking around and she's opening doors and looking around and, and, and here comes this aide because Jennifer is about to open the president's office door. Beautiful building and she's about to open the door and the aide comes and says, ma'am, you can't go in there. The president is in meetings. But if you set an appointment, you can see the president. My wife was shocked. She says, I didn't come to see the president. I just thought this building was beautiful, and I got to see the building, and that was great. And, uh, and so she went down the hall and saw some other rooms, and, and they were so nice to my wife. And she came out of there, and she called me, and she says, you won't believe what just happened. Now, in the natural sense, you say, wow, that's crazy. Just think of this Bible story today. How that the queen could be killed for walking in. And so she's so nervous about it that she says to Mordecai, tell all the Jews in the whole land we're going to have a fast. Three days. After three days of prayer and fasting, we'll hear what God says. And during that process... God speaks to her. Go see the king. See, God will prepare the way for you. Did you hear what I just said? He will go before you. If you will obey, God will go before you. If you do it your way, I can tell you, you're going to mess up. And so Esther was a great example for us that you're in the right city the right spot for this moment to do something for God. And as you do that, God will will, will astound you with the doors that he will open for you. So God prepares you. Then he positions you. Then he provides for you. But what happens is it leads you to a deep love for people around you. If you're in those positions... And the leaders that are in the room tonight, you're in those positions for this moment. You should care and love for the people that are surrounding you and help them. 
And I guarantee you when you do that, you will find out that that deep love for God leads to a deep love for others. The more you love God, the more you love others. And as you get closer to God and you're on this journey, it'll be amazing how that God just opens that door and that door and that door. And before long you're saying, wow, look what God has done for me. And I'll guarantee you, as we talked about, that leads then to having a a big picture. Last week in our missions convention, we had the the pictures of all the ministries that we support as a church. And, you know, as I look back, I I thought about that church in Kenya that we helped build and uh, how our funds also helped get Bibles in children's hands around the world. And the other various ministries that we support, I thought, that's thinking outside the walls of our church. Yes, we need bigger facilities. Yes, we need more people. Yes. But for us to have a big picture that it's not just about us, it's about what's outside the walls of our church. We've got to have compassion. And I believe that when we have this compassion, we won't be silent anymore. We'll go, we'll tell, and that was our mission's theme of last weekend. I know the festivities and all the costumes that paraded around and the thousands of pictures that blew up Facebook. I thought, dear Lord, every, every time I turned on Facebook, there was all these pictures of all these people with all their costumes. I thought, wow, that's, that was amazing. The world gets to see the costumes of Rome. But what I was so amazed with was the number of people that came to this altar, so many people came to this altar Sunday and picked up these pledge cards and filled them out that we ran out. Now, as a pastor, I'm thinking, why didn't we have more? (laughs) But that, to me, that was amazing. So we have more printed for those of you that didn't get one last week. Here here it is. It's available for you, and you can make your commitment because I've asked everyone in the church to give something every month Commissions so that we can continue to do what God has called us to do. And I'll guarantee you, if you, you ask God to help you in your sacrifice of being involved and giving and doing what God's asked you, there's going to be a reward. And that leads us to this week's message. If you weren't here any of the other weeks prior, you just got uh, three weeks of messages in 10 minutes. So tonight, I want you to understand there's two points. There's a queen's reward. This, um, the, the reward that Esther got was amazing. Uh, you know, when you think about rewards, um, you know, people say, well, for example, how many like Christmas? Okay, now, do you like the presence of Christmas? Okay, we know we love Jesus of Christmas. We got that part, okay? But how many like presents? Okay, some of you are lying in church tonight. I don't understand about that. Okay, we like presents. Um, How many like the food of Christmas? Okay. How many like the lights of Christmas? 
How many like the trees of Christmas? You see, Christmas is all, next week when my wife gets back from America, all that stuff that's sitting over there is going to be all over this stage and all over the church, and our church will be very festive for the month of December, because that's what my wife likes, and I know there's a lot of ladies in the church that like making that all beautiful. And I think that as I'm sitting there as the pastor and I, I see that Esther's getting rewards and I'm sitting in my chair and I'm thinking, you know, it's amazing how God rewarded her. She made a decision that she could step in to see the king knowing that if she did that, she could immediately die. Did you hear what I just said? Some of you are a little bit afraid of telling somebody you love Jesus. Queen Esther steps in without an appointment to the king. And because of that, the king rewarded her. But actually, it was God rewarding her because she was faithful. She had her moment. Remember in the scripture, the moments for this time, she took her opportunity. Mordecai came to her and said, look, the king's going to kill all the Jews. You got to do something. So it's amazing how that worked out because king couldn't sleep one night. So I don't know why he did this, but he called for somebody to read to him. So here's somebody reading to him. It's just like you picked up a book and so there's the king sitting there, and he says, read to me. And the person reading says, on such and such a day, you had a party. On such and such a day, you rode your horse. On such and such a day, you had roast beef. On such and such, you see what I'm saying? The, the, the guy's just reading what happened every day in the king's life. And then on this day, a guy by the name of Mordecai saved your life. There were two guys plotting to kill you, and this guy named Mordecai saved you. The king, the next day, calls this bad guy named Haman into the office, into his place, and says, here I have something to ask you. Now, Haman is the guy that wants all the Jews killed. And so, the king says to him, says, look... What would you give to a man that was well-respected and that protected you and that loved you? What would you give someone like that? Haman thinks the king's talking about himself. And Haman says back to the king, King, I think you should dress him in your royal garments. And then you should put him on one of your horses. And then you should parade him around the city. And let everybody bow down to him because he has done something great. And the king says, that's a great idea, Haman. This guy named Mordecai saved my life and I want you to do that for him. Oh my gosh, Haman's heart sunk. It was terrible because Haman was trying to kill this guy. Well, what happened was when the queen had the appointment, found out 
that Haman was trying to kill the Jews, Esther says, I'm a Jew, and so is Mordecai. The king's saying, no, Mordecai saved my life. We can't kill the Jews. So he looks to see who the instigator was. And he looks and he finds that it was Haman. And you know what he said to his guards? Take him out and hang him. The reward of Esther that day was the fact that Esther was able to not only save her own life, save her father's life, Mordecai, and save the entire nation. And in the middle of that, the bad guy gets killed. Matter of fact, the king went a little bit further and all the bad guys got killed. Isn't that good? It's amazing how God works this out. So here I wanted to read the scripture to you that's found in chapter 10, verse number 1. If you've not read the book of Esther uh, this month, you need to do that in the next few days because this story is incredible. So King Xerxes imposed tribute throughout the empire to its distant shores. And all its acts of power and might, together with a full account of the greatness of Mordecai, whom the king had promoted, are they not written in the book of the annuals of the kings of Media and Persia? Mordecai, the Jew, was second in rank to King Xerxes, preeminent among the Jews and held in high esteem by his many fellow Jews. Because he worked for the good of his people and spoke up for the welfare of all the Jews. Listen, my friend, I'm sure that when Mordecai said, I will raise her as my daughter, he had no idea that a number of years later, she would be the queen that would save his life. See, you may be able to put in your mind what you'd like to see happen. But God is about to reward you. It's not just about Esther's reward. It's about your reward. See, sometimes you think these bad things are going to lead to more bad things. But God is about to turn it around for you. Turn that situation turn those people, turn that environment totally around and turn this over for good. So I want you to know, number two, your reward is coming. The song says, count your blessings, name them one by one. Now I know that's an old hymn and it's been in the church a long time. But when you look back on 2018, this last week is in America, it's called Thanksgiving. And um, since Pastor Jen wasn't here, she was in America, um, I got to celebrate Thanksgiving with a few friends here in Rome. And I uh, had to find out a place that cooked turkey and dressing and all the trimmings. Do you know that in this huge major city of four million people? I could only find one place in this whole city that cooked like that. It's called the Hard Rock Cafe. (laughs) 
Serious. So I made my reservation and took some friends and and we're sitting there and I'm waiting for my meal because in America they bring big turkeys and big portions and a lot of pie and a lot of food. It's one day in America that you overeat. I'm just telling you. But we're thankful. As Americans, we're thankful that day. That's the day that we think about what God has done for America. It's a very important holiday in America. Thanksgiving is what it's called. And as I sat there waiting for my food to come, here it comes. It's put in front of me. It's a plate about this big. And it has two little pieces of turkey about this big. They're stacked on each other, and underneath that was a little bit of mashed potatoes, and that turkey was st- and then a little bit of gravy right here, and a little bit of green beans, and a tiny little thing about that big of dressing. That was my Thanksgiving meal. And you had to pre-order this meal, and so I had pre-ordered the, the whole thing thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a smorgasbord of food and it's going to be great and and finally we were done with that portion and the friends I brought they ate hamburgers that's <laughs> funny I'm eating turkey because it's Thanksgiving and the friends I brought are are, are, are eating hamburger they don't go together I mean to me that does not go and so finally, we're done with the main course, and I'm thinking, oh, it's set on the menu. I'm getting pumpkin pie. <laughs> you can't buy that in this city. I'm telling you, you can't buy it. I've looked everywhere. So here comes my pumpkin pie. The piece that they brought to me was about that big. It was a circle in a little tiny pastry. I mean, it wasn't bigger than my hand. And I'm thinking, dear Lord, maybe you could multiply this and, and expand this. And, and uh, please do it, Lord. And my friends, they got an ice cream dessert, and it was huge. And my tiny little piece of pumpkin pie with a little bit of ice cream, a little dab of whipped cream, and I'm thinking to myself, hmm. This isn't America, is it? But I was thankful. Because I, that day, prior to me going to that meal, I'd gotten the word that my daughter had made it through surgery and that she was going to go home the very next day. And I thought, isn't God good? Now, I don't get what I get to eat, but my daughter is alive and well. And she made it through that surgery, and, and it's all good. Maybe you could think about the things this year that God has done for you. It's a time to be thankful. We're about to enter the Christmas season where, as many of you just identified, I like the presents, I like the gifts. Matter of fact, you can just keep bringing me all the pumpkin pie you want. No, you can't make it, I'm sure. But I thought, if we're going to get a reward down here on earth, And the song says that we're going to count these blessings. I pray that as you look back this year, as I said in the morning service, that this year you have gotten closer to God. In 2018, you could say, yes, sir. In 2018, I've gotten closer to God. 
And if you haven't, it's not too late. Because 2019 is about to happen. It's just a few days away. And you could say in great anticipation, in 2019, should Jesus tarry, I'm going to get closer to God. See, I want you to know that God didn't just reward Esther. God is rewarding us. When you think about the rewards that you got, this year maybe God rewarded you with better health. Or maybe God healed you of a condition in your body. God rewards us by taking care of our needs. The scripture says, but my God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. God could reward you by taking care of your family. Man, I'm so grateful that my kids all love God. I'm so grateful that my grandkids are being brought up in church and loving God. I'm so grateful. Giovanna, my four-year-old granddaughter, they sent me a a, a video today of her uh, holding a microphone. And cute little girl, you've seen Giovanna, she grabbed her little microphone and she is singing a worship song and she's going like this. And and, and my my grandson Rocco, he's playing the drums. and, And I'm thinking, what else could a grandfather want? That they're at an early age. Last week, as you know, in our service here on Sunday night, we baptized all those people. And I loved baptizing everyone, and some of you are in the room tonight. It was awesome. But as I said to the church last week, is that those little children, those two children that I baptized last week, if this decision to follow Christ... David Conway, this is our military man that works for the Navy... Uh, down outside of Naples, his son Lewis was baptized. Seven-year-old boy. When he came to class, it was amazing. With a room full of adults. You saw there were 17 adults baptized last week. With a room full of adults. That little boy, Pastor Jen, said, why do you want to be baptized? He says, because Jesus lives in my heart. I mean, a room with all those adults said, yay! If a little boy like that, as a mom, that the mother was also being baptized last Sunday night. As a mom, and I watched David way back there in the back holding their brand new baby. And I thought as a dad, man, isn't that guy thankful? What more of a reward could he get than to see his seven-year-old boy being baptized? Wow! Those are the kind of rewards, church, that we should be going after. That our friends are lovers of God. Sometimes that's disassociation with some people because you're making bad choices because you got to get rid of some of those friends. They're only bringing you down. Sometimes it's going in the right direction because your friends want to take you in the wrong direction. You know, but I want you to know the rewards that you're going to get from God are amazing. Another reward that I put on my list tonight was peace of mind. How much would you pay for peace of mind? To put your head on your pillow at night and know everything's okay. All the bills are paid. All the grades have passed. School is good. My marriage is good. My life is good. Everything is good. You put your head on your pillow. 
Every night we pray in our home. I always advise people, start your day with prayer and end your day with prayer. And pray a whole lot in the middle. Do you hear what I just said? Start your day with prayer, end your day with prayer, and pray a whole lot in the middle. But when I say my prayers at night, I say, thank you, Lord. In faith, I say, thank you, Lord, for being with my children and protecting my grandchildren. I say that same part of my prayer every single night. Thank you, because I'm believing by faith in advance that God is going to keep taking care of my girls and he's going to protect my grandchildren. Why? That's the kind of reward that I want to see my kids know who Jesus is and to see my grandkids protected. Another reward that some of you may have received this year is the fact of comfort. In our morning crowd, I looked across that crowd and I saw a number of our our members that they have lost a loved one this past year. Maybe you are here tonight and maybe you lost a loved one this year. It's the comfort of the Holy Spirit that helps us. That's a reward. That's a reward that the Holy Spirit is there when you're needing something. For you young adults and kids in high school and and junior high, I I, I want you to know him helping you on your work is, is a big deal. You say, God to help me in my homework? God to help me on my test? Yes. If you'll do it God's way, God will help you. Another reward that I put on my list was good friends. You know, having good friends is a, is a good choice. Having bad friends is a bad choice. And I want to admonish you, particularly my young adults in this house, make sure we know who our friends are. Don't just say, well, I, I kind of know them. No, 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 no. Know who your friends are because they can lead you in directions you don't want to go. Another way that God helps us and blesses us is with spiritual blessings. You think about heaven open up, Patrick. I mean, it's amazing when you feel the presence of God in your life. It's not just on church time. It's during the week that God shows up. Spiritual blessings start coming your way. He gives you love and joy and sound mind and and all kinds of amazing gifts. They're amazing rewards. And ultimately, our ultimate reward is heaven. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, Jesus speaking. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. That's an incredible reward that Jesus will be coming again. It may happen tonight. You say, really? Yeah, the Bible says at any moment, in the twinkling of an eye. But you got to be ready. You can't just be sitting in the church. You got to be ready. Know that you know that you know that the ultimate reward is heaven. You know, as Jesus was telling his disciples that portion of scripture that I just quoted to you from John chapter 14, it's amazing how that as we step back and we look, he says, You know, in my father's house are many rooms of war, not so. I would have told you, I'm going to prepare this place for you. You talk about a reward. I mean, 
Mac Daddy House. My kids and grandkids said, Grandpa, you, or Poppy, that's what they call me, you've been using that word Mac Daddy for years. Well, heaven's going to be Mac Daddy. It's going to be awesome. And the words that are in the Bible, they give a, a description. But I'm telling you, when you see Jesus face to face, it will be amazing. As I conclude this series, I kind of wrote that portion on Thursdays. I write my messages and get them to the tech kids and they do their work. And I went back because Pastor Jen is gone and I had more time on Friday and I was sitting there thinking about this message and how I would communicate it. And I wrote this paragraph. It's your moment to respond to what the Lord is requesting of you. This month, I've tried to communicate to you Esther's story. But the Bible is not just written to remind us of what has happened. It is written so that we can believe about what's about to happen. I believe that my best days are still in front of me. Did you hear what I just said? I believe that God's promises are true. I believe that what God says can happen, can happen. It's the word of God. So you're writing your story. Esther, I mean, when you think about her story, a Jewish girl whose parents had died is raised by a cousin, finds herself about to be killed, made to be the queen of the largest empire of the world and gets the ability to save her nation. See, my friends, as I say every single week, you're one prayer away from a miracle. God's about to answer your prayers. And all you have to do is believe. See, this story is written for us to remember what Esther did. But I want you to know you're writing your story. What's it going to look like? Some of you have some chapters you'd like to rip out. Let's get rid of that part. But remember, it's a new day. Do you hear what I just said? When you confess your sins, God wipes that out. It's no more remembered against you. It's gone. And you get the new day. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And this place called heaven is preparing a place for you. I want you to go there. I want you to live your life to say, man, I've done my best to serve the Lord in every component of my life. No matter what it is, I have served the Lord. I have followed him. It's your moment to honor God. Make sure you do it. Would you bow your heads, please? Thank you for listening. I pray that you heard from God today. Today I want to say a prayer with you. You need to make sure Christ lives in your life. So would you please say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I pray right now that you will come into my heart and into my life. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I'm going to stop doing. 
because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that if you've said that prayer today that you're going to have a life change. Things are going to be incredibly different for your life, and we'd love to help you. So if you would go to our website, icfrome.org, and make contact with us, I'd love to give you some information and get you connected to a church. Remember, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. Bless you.